Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. Greetings, one and all. As you can probably tell, I am not your hero, Corbin David Albaugh, but rather your hero's producer, Chris. And welcome to a very special episode of Corbin vs. the World. As our hero battles educational bureaucracy, the attention span of disaffected youth, and the limitations of technology, I have taken the liberty of cherry-picking some of my favorite bits from the early days of the show. Fear not, as our hero will soon return with all new adventures. For now, though, enjoy. I went to a coffee shop like these stories usually begin. I went to a coffee shop in Fort Collins. Let's call it Dazbog Coffee. And uh, it was about a hundred degree day, you know, because it's summer and climate change and everything is terrible and melting all around us. And uh, so I went in there and I asked for an iced coffee because I want something that's going to cool me down and stress me out simultaneously. And that's something that you would expect to get at any coffee establishment. So I asked for an iced coffee and the barista responded with, I'm sorry, sir, but we don't do iced coffee here. To which I was initially a little confused, but I justified it internally by thinking, oh no, they, uh, they don't do cold drinks because they don't want to do straws. So they're environmentally conscious. Good for them. I appreciate everything they're doing here. But then she followed up this earlier statement with, we can do you an iced Americano though. At this point, I started getting very visibly confused uh, due to the massive cognitive dissonance I was experiencing. And uh, she must have recognized this on my face because she followed it up with this gem, which is verbatim quote. She said, sorry, but we don't want iced coffee associated with our image. Now, just as a preface, guys, this happened maybe two or three weeks ago, but I have been laying awake at night day after day with these words running through my brain and they still don't make any sense to me. I lived in Santa Fe for eight or nine years amongst crystal hippies and turquoise and I went to art school. I have the diploma to prove it. But that is the most pretentious thing I have ever heard in my entire GD life. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. How can you, as a coffee establishment, willfully shun a very known and respected thing that you would give at a coffee shop? It's thoroughly counterintuitive. It's like if I were to start a store called Bagel Bagel, little breakfast shop called Bagel Bagel, very nice, Belgian style, everyone in Lederhosen, and everyone, uh, not Lederhosen, what am I talking about? Bagels have nothing to do with Lederhosen. That is besides the point. It's called Bagel Bagel. You go in, you ask for a bagel sandwich, and I tell you, I'm sorry, sir, we don't believe in bagel sandwiches here, but I can do you a croissant sandwich. It doesn't make sense. It is thoroughly, thoroughly wrong. It is against free thinking. It is thoroughly un-American. And here's the thing, guys. This is how we fight back. I was so flummoxed at that point. I didn't know what else to do. I regressed to 16-year-old Corbin. I ordered an iced chai, and I walked out with a dumb expression on my face, like you do. But here's the thing, guys. We have to fight back. We cannot stand for this injustice in this world. We need to start these battles where we need to start them. This is the hill that we must die on. If you are ever in the vicinity of a Dazbog coffee, you go inside, you order a hot coffee, right? Then you order a cup of ice. Then you slowly pour the hot coffee into the cup of ice. You look the barista dead in his soulless, animatronic, Westworld host eyes, and you say, I'm gonna tell them it was you. And then maybe then they will understand the spiritual plight that they have put you through. 
So I don't know what kind of impression I've given you listeners over the last 15 or 20 minutes, but if I have struck you as the kind of person who would at any given moment play the chicken dance at a social gathering, I apologize. And there is a fruit basket on your way because I will tell you right now, I don't stand against a lot of things says the man with his name versus the world. I don't stand against a lot of things, but I stand against the chicken dance. I stand against the chicken dance. I stand against the cha-cha slide. I stand against the Cupid shuffle. I stand against any band that dares to be right-wing authoritative enough to tell a person how to dance on a dance floor. If I want to slide to the right when the guy tells me to slide to the left, that is my God-given right as an American to slide to the right. That is my fervent belief. I do not believe in the cha-cha slide. I do not like it here. I do not like it there. I do not like it fucking anywhere. It is a terrible virus herpes sore of a song, and it has been following me since I was 13 years old, and it continues to haunt any major social gathering up to this point. Please, please contact your politicians. Tell them to ban the cha-cha slide. This is the fight. This is the sword that I will unsheathe. I am fighting the battles for all of us here on Corbin versus the world. Yes, that is how I really feel about it. I have just been handed uh, some late breaking news over here uh, in the Corbin versus versus the world sphere. Uh, I've just been informed that there is actually a hurricane bearing its route down on the Carolinas. Uh, Hurricane Florence in the machine is ready to wreak havoc upon the coastline. And uh, understand, here at Corbin versus the World, we record several days in advance, but I feel like an event like this cannot pass by unheeded. And so using very up-to-date technology on loan from the people over at SpaceX, thank you, uh, people at SpaceX, for sponsoring Corbin versus the World, I am able to bring you the news from all possible universes based on what could possibly happen. So on that note... Okay, it's the standard grandpa drill. Everybody into the cellar. Uh, I am now going to take you live in the field to Universe A with our correspondent, Other Corbin, who is on location. Yeah, this is Other Corbin from Charleston. I have got to say, man, it is a shit show over here. Everything is underwater. FEMA is nowhere to be seen. Power is going to be out for at least the first few months. We don't really know what's going to happen. We're very worried over here in Charleston. Back to you, regular Corbin. Thank you much, uh, Other Corbin from Universe A, just to let um, our listeners without power know um, that although I will not stop recording Corbin versus the World for you, uh, there will be many archived shows available once you actually get power restored. So you do have that going for you. And the Weather Service has warned us to brace ourselves for the onslaught of Hurricane Barbara. And if you think naming a destructive storm after a woman is sexist, you obviously have never seen the gals grabbing for items at a clearance sale. Hmm, it's true, but he shouldn't say it. Uh, so thank you very much, Other Corbin in Universe A. I'm going to kick it now over to Other Other Corbin in Universe B. Other Other Corbin, can you tell me what's going on? Oh, yeah. So I'm here in uh, Charleston, and uh, fuck, what's another city in South Carolina? Fuck it. Um... <laughs> Yes, thank you, regular Corbin. This is Other Other Corbin reporting from Beaufort. It's actually a pretty hopeful scene over here. The hurricane has mostly passed us by. It turned out to be, uh, forgive the pun, but it turned out to be quite the storm in the teacup. So uh, there is some slight damage all around from wind and some various things, but uh, we will rebuild and we will recover. So uh, back to you, regular Corbin. Thank you very much, uh other other Corbin in Universe B. Uh, I'm now going to kick you over to other 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 Corbin, who is currently hanging out in South Carolina on location in Universe C. Uh, other other Corbin, can you come in? 
Yeah, so this is other, other, other Corbin, and I'm sitting here in a cafe. It's the only goddamn place I can find a halfway usable corned beef on rye that isn't a complete piece of shit. I swear to God, I have been walking around this town for two goddamn hours, and I don't care if there's been a hurricane, but there is no goddamn excuse for not being able to make a corned beef on rye. It is so damn easy. Any monkey with two eyes and two hands could do it, and yet here I am in this waterlogged fucking sponge town, not able to get a goddamn corned beef on rye. Yeah, yeah, uh, other, 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 Corbin, that's really great, but can we talk about, uh, the, the hurricane, please? I, we really need to know what's going on in that universe. No, I'm sorry, I can't hear you right now, because someone just informed me that they don't have any ketchup at this goddamn cafe, so no matter where I turn, it's a goddamn disgrace. I swear to God, I never should have come here. I'm going back to Mississippi, where I belong. Biloxi Blues for me. Uh, okay, thank you, uh, other, other, other Corbin. Clearly the situation is not too dire over there. Um, so I'm going to, I've got one more universe coming in. Uh, so this is other, 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 other Corbin coming in from Universe D, who is also on location. Uh, other, 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 other Corbin. How many is that? Other, 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 other? That's good. Yep. Nailed it. There we go. How are you? How are things over there? Yeah, so here's the thing, regular Corbin. I'm in a whale now. Uh, I, I'm sorry, am I hearing that correctly? Uh, other, 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 other Corbin, you're inside a whale. Yes, I am deep within the recesses of a giant blue whale. Uh, I was standing out on the coast trying to get a good shot of the storm and a huge tsunami wave leapt up. And uh, when it did, um, a giant whale appeared, opened its cavernous maw, swallowed me whole, and uh, it is now my spirit journey to find my way out of the whale. Uh, that's awesome, other, 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 other Corbin. Um, so I wish you the best of luck with that. Do you have anything to let me know? Do you have anything to tell me about the hurricane? Nope, nope, pretty much just stuck inside the whale. Uh, so I'm gonna try and work that out, and then I'm gonna get back to you, okay? Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, so moving right along, uh, thank you all of my auxiliary Corbins in their, uh, respective dimensions, uh, but let's just move right along. Thanks. I was gonna talk about some other things, but, uh, I'm on the Wikipedia entry for, uh, Dasbog, which is, uh, apparently a god, believe it or not a Slavic god. And uh, let's see what we've got here. It says, Dasbog was one of the major gods of Slavic mythology, most likely a solar deity, and possibly a cultural hero. He is one of several authentic Slavic gods, mentioned by a number of medieval manuscripts, and one of the few Slavic gods for each evidence of worship found in all Slavic nations. So here's the thing, Dasbog, your gods are on to you. These ancient Viking, Slavic, Eastern European blood gods know that you have betrayed freedom and have betrayed life, and they are coming for you. They demand blood. They demand skulls. And here's the thing, guys. You cannot run from Dasbog. I'm looking at his picture. He has three heads. He sees everything. He's got three heads. He's got what appears to be six arms. He's riding a crescent, and uh, that kind of looks like a giant dong underneath him, so I can only imagine that that only adds to the great fury of Dasbog. So keep in mind, those of you who are working at Dasbog know that you are offending your deities. Abandon ship while you still have time. Shouts out, Math Rock, but as we all know, there is no room for math and geeks when it's the sports episode. So, unfortunately, I do have to offer a disclaimer. Due to our limited runtime, we cannot cast a wide enough net to uh, ensnare all of the sports in the human lexicon and eye. So, I want to take this moment real quick to offer an apology to all of the sports that we have snubbed and give them a quick shout out. Uh, so, Corbin versus the World would like to offer its apology to the following sports for not being included in the sports episode. <clears throat> Golf, fencing, jousting, rugby, racquetball, yachting, water polo, dodgeball, figure skating, volleyball, foosball, cricket, Mario Kart, gymnastics, bow hunting, gopher tossing, croquet, crochet, crouton making, extreme zorbing, 
sumo wrestling, arm wrestling, bullfighting, billiards, ultimate frisbee, bowling, bowling for soup, karate, chess, backgammon, go, the illustrious Chinese game of strategy that is older than all of us, dance dance revolution, jousting, cornhole, survivor, curling, Yu-Gi-Oh, Roseanne, American Gladiators, America's Got Talent, and marathon watching all of M. Night Shyamalan's movies in chronological order by release, which is absolutely a sport. What are the positive thoughts that can keep us trucking through the day? And there's nothing wrong with a little bit of schadenfreude to keep us going. In that spirit, I thought that we would turn our attention to the ever-growing dumpster fire that is Alex Jones's career. Now, far be it from me to bring up Mr. Jones, but when someone's career is tanking this hard, I cannot help to kick the smoldering corpse just a little bit. So sorry in advance, Mr. Jones. Sorry, not sorry. For those of you who may not be aware, um, he's currently having a very rough time. InfoWars has had the legs cut out from under it by iTunes, by Apple, by PayPal. Generally, most uh, online publishing platforms have distanced themselves from InfoWars, are no longer carrying it, thus making his fan base very, 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 very small, or at least making his show very, very difficult to reach, uh, which is, you know, a tiny victory, I think. It is a little bit disheartening to see that denying the deaths of uh, dozens of children is apparently the last line that we draw as a society. I would like to think that we would have called it quits a little bit earlier, but hey, better late than never. Uh, and also, you know, I would feel bad for Alex Jones if he was a human, but as we all know, uh, Alex Jones is not a human. He is in fact a big, sweaty, hairy, red-faced hate elemental sent to us from the seventh level of hell to torture us and tickle our unconscious. Uh, so the reason I bring him up is, uh, while plumbing the depths of the internet, I found, uh, a recent video of him, uh, post- losing uh his publishing deals and uh to say that he's not taking it well would be a bit of an understatement so i'm going to go ahead and play you a clip of his show and uh let that speak for itself so once again apologies for tricking you into listening to alex jones but here's the clip so let me tell you about operation 666 Yes! <laughs> Operation 666! Operation Freedom! To destroy you! Forever! <laughs> I'm just a donkey. <laughs> so I understand that you might have a few questions after hearing that clip. Uh... But I think that the one on most of our minds is, why is he a donkey? To which I will answer, uh, just to give you a more uh, thorough, bigger picture of what we're witnessing here. And so you don't have to watch the video and give him web traffic. Uh, while he is giving this extremely stirring, powerful speech, uh, Mr. Jones is wearing a giant donkey mask like he's in The Purge. Uh, so we're just going to continue playing the clip, but ride that visual to the very end, if you would. And on October 6th, we will destroy your president and set fire to every major U.S. city and have our communist forces launch an attack while Silicon Valley sits in their bunkers in the middle of the Pacific Ocean in New Zealand. Operation 666, the number of the beast, hell and fire, reigning free. Soon the West will fall. 1.8 billion Islamists trained in Satanism are ready to invade. The China system will expand. The third world will collapse into Europe and America. And our domination will be complete. We will sit back in New Zealand and in Kauai, Hawaii, and watch you burn! <laughs>
So I think the big thing that we can take away from this is that those of us who aren't doing anything on October 6th now have some plans. Uh, I'm looking it up right now, and uh, it's a Saturday, which means that a lot of people are going to be able to be free to participate in Operation 666. I was thinking about going to go see a show in Denver, but that sounds way more fun. So come hang out with me and the 1.8 million Islamicists who are trained in Satanism, who are so talented at multitasking for that, by the way. But come hang out with us, October 6th, Operation 666. It's going to be a grand old time. We're going to depose the patriarchy. It's going to be so good. All the reptilians are going to be pissed. But we have a little bit more to play for you, so we'll just keep rolling it on out. As you, Hulk Hogan, travel. WrestleMania by conventional means the normals you travel with experience malfunctions take the two pilots that have already made the sacrifice so that you can face this challenge Dispose of them, Hulk Hogan. Assume the controls, Hulk Hogan. Shove that control into a nosedive, Hulk Hogan. Right, okay, so we really, really futzed that one up. Uh, That was actually a clip uh, from the Ultimate Warriors 1990s promo against Hulk Hogan leading up to their main event matchup at WrestleMania 6. 6. 6. So that was a big old mistake. Everyone who is responsible has been fired. Uh, You're learning about this now, by the way, Troy. Great job. Go work somewhere else. Thanks, Troy. For real, I'm going to play you this last clip. And during this time, just to continue the visual, remember the donkey head? It comes into play here because halfway through it, he is going to take it off to reveal a reptilian mask. Operation 666 will defeat you, and you will submit to it, because I'm not a donkey. No, my friends. I am the soulless psychopath that will suck your soul to hell long before you ever realize our power. So this now lets you know is war declared on your genetics, your soul, and your family. Drink the fluoride. Take the GMO. Take your vaccines. See the beautiful autistic children in their numbers increase 30 plus thousand and accept your death in hell. Yeah, so I'm going to be real, guys. I'm not sure if that's still the Ultimate Warrior promo. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. In the meantime, here's some more tunes. I just want to spend a few minutes uh, exercising a demon, uh, specifically Kanye West. He did perform on Saturday Night Live, but that's not what I'm going to talk about. I have finally hit my wall, ladies and gentlemen. I have been uh, a diehard Kanye West fan um, since 2003-2004 when I was but a wee young child and first heard the college dropout. Um, Been a solid Kanye fan, but guys, I can't do this anymore. I'm anklin'. I can't. I can't. I've hit my wall. Uh, You know, between the, uh, the Trump uh, endorsements and the, uh, right-wing trolling and, uh, most egregiously promising an album, uh, that would drop last weekend and, uh, not delivering, which is a game that Kanye has been playing for several years now. And this is finally the time where I say enough is enough. And, uh, in honor of Kanye, it's one thing for me to say it, but in the spirit of Kanye, I will do it in the form of an overwrought breakup letter set to the tunes of Frank Ocean. 
I'll hold for uh, the music to start. Dear Kanye, this is one of the hardest letters I've ever had to write, one I hoped I wouldn't have to write. But this is where we find ourselves in 2018, this year that makes beasts of us all. It was 15 years ago today that you came into my life. I was barely a teenager when I first heard All Falls Down, when I first heard Jesus Walks. I grew up with you, Kanye. Through all the eras of music and all the eras of Corbin, you've been there. Through my dance punk phase, through my scene phase, through my emo phase, through my death grips phase, through my second emo phase, you've been there holding it down. When I needed someone to lift me up, you gave me Never Let Me Down, featuring Jay-Z. When I needed someone to cry with, you gave me essentially all of 808 and Heartbreak. You're important to me. You're in my artistic DNA. But I have to put these feelings aside and do what's right. It's hard to love you, Kanye. It's hard to root for you, and it's impossible to be on your side anymore. When you said George Bush didn't care about black people and ruined Mike Myers' day on worldwide television, that was cool, because George W. Bush was whack. We could all agree on that. When you interrupted Taylor Swift that one time, that was less cool. But I let it slide, because Taylor Swift is also whack. But now, you're parading around in MAGA hats on Instagram and repping for Trump, and that shit is weak as fuck, man. It's not cool. It's not cool or artistic or edgy to devil's advocate for Donald Trump or Alex Jones or anyone else who is openly trying to make the world a shittier place. And even if this is performance art, it's bad fucking art. It's not even Andy Kaufman. It used to be that you'd back up the bullshit with music so good that we forgot and forgave, but no more. Sure, your mini-albums were dope, shouts out to Daytona, but that's not enough to make me forget that poop-de-scoop bullshit, or the People vs. Kanye. It's been shit, man. You're taking your fans for granted, and your art is getting worse. And I can't do this anymore. I'm done with your shit, Kanye. I'm done with the Wyoming tapes. I'm done with Kids See Ghosts. I'm done with any of your new shit. I'm done with all your old shit. Until you get your head screwed back on, you apologize for this bad joke you've been playing on your fans and the world, and for appearing on television with Lil Pump, dressed as a Perrier bottle. I am praying for you. With all the love and regret, Corbin David Albaugh. Greetings, it is I, Mitch McConnell, the Goblin King. Welcome back to another edition of Corbin vs. the World. Oh no, what's that? A tiny child to take candy from. Mm, off I go. I had a slight medical scare over the last week. Never you fear, uh, loyal listeners, I'm fine. Spoiler alert, uh, but I'm going to tell you about it anyway. I woke up on Sunday with half of my face swollen up. Basically a full Quasimodo. On a scale of 1 to 10, like 10 being Eric Stoltz in the mask, I was probably like a 6 or a 7. Like, probably shouldn't go out in public, but no one's going to charge admission to see me. So I did what I usually do in situations like these. I did nothing. I stayed at home, I watched football, and I put a warm towel over my face in the vain hope that eventually the swelling could go down and I could see out of my left eye again. So fast forward to the following day, I go into work, the swelling isn't as bad in the sense that I can finally see out of my eye again, and I speak to one of my coworkers, and she tells me, you've got to be worried about that swelling on your face, because if there's a swelling on your face, then it's close to your brain. And if there's an infection by your brain, you can get a brain infection and you can die, which is the kind of fucked up pseudoscience that a hypochondriac like me is totally going to jump on because I watched way too many episodes of House growing up and it completely fucked me up. As a side note, if for whatever reason anyone associated with the TV show House is listening, fuck you. You have ruined my life in a way that you cannot even begin to comprehend. Every paper cut, every cough, every headache, every weird moment of dizziness to me now means I have cancer. 
That's how it is. You taught me that with your show, where if someone falls down a flight of steps, it's because they actually have kidney cancer in their pancreas, because that's what happens on house. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. So now I fear everything. And when I wake up with half of my face swelled up, I just assume I have 30 different diseases, up to and including the hantavirus, like the scary one from the X-Files episode. So long story short, I had to leave work early so I could sit in a waiting room for 30 speed wagons. How much is a speed wagon, you might ask? Well, I answer you, it is a unit of time that is necessary to listen to all of the song Roll With The Changes by REO Speedwagon in its entirety. That's five minutes and 35 seconds. I sat for 30 Speedwagons in a waiting room so a doctor could tell me that I was being a hypochondriac, threw some antibiotics at me, and sent me on my way. That is my tale of woe. Don't go to the doctor. They're all lying to you. So, guys, I've gone down the rabbit hole and I am now on the Daz Bob Coffee website because I have officially jumped headfirst into this smorgasbord of hatred and I am just ready to immerse myself in flames. Welcome to your 10 minutes of hate. I will be your dance captain, Corbin David Alba. Let me read you the story of Daz Bob Coffee and let me see how sincere this sounds to you because honestly, this sounds a little fishy to me. Dasbog Coffee is the realization of the American dream. First thing worth noting on this website, American dream, dream is not capitalized, already suspect, is the realization of the American dream by two immigrants of the former Soviet Union, Anatoly and Leonid Yufa. The dream that is now Dasbog began on a bitter, cold night among the cobblestone streets of Leningrad. So already they're asking us to buy this Dostoyevsky-esque fucking sob story. So I already get the plagiarism that's going on. Tolstoy is angry at you. Gogol is angry at you. Tell me more about how they were brought up in a terrible famine-wracked household where everyone had diphtheria and everyone worked in the coal mines for 32 hours a day. Tell me more about that story. So, anyway, the Yufa family, if they are indeed real, fled Russia to embark on a new and better life of freedom, ha, democracy, and opportunity. Their journey is the legacy of Dasbog Coffee by bringing the richness of the Russian heritage and traditions to their quest for roasting only the finest quality Arabica. Arabica? Does anyone actually know how to pronounce that word? Arabica Jababa beans from coffee estates around the world. Anatoly and Leonid have found a way to honor the past and enjoy the present in a rich tasting cup of coffee. This is the Dasbog way. Bullshit. Lies and inconvenience. That is the Dasbog way. A way that applauds free expression. How shameless are these people by bringing out the unique flavor of every bean? How? Dark witchcraft? By burning cows to the Dasbog god? How do we bring these things out? A way that celebrates life itself in each and every cup? The history and character of their homeland inspired the unique and intriguing names of Dasbog's fresh and roasted blends. The White Knights. Espresso. I will repeat that, ladies and gentlemen. The White Knights Espresso is named for the summer days in Leningrad. Sure, definitely not for the Knight Riders of Reconstruction Era South. I am wise to you, Dasbog, or as you're better known, KGB, trying to unseat us, destabilize us. I know, guys, I am wise to this that when the Mueller investigation is finally over, when all the debris has been sorted out and we know who the players are, it will not surprise me in the least when they drag out the great-great-grandsons of Anatoly and Leonid Yufa, the true underminers of American culture. So has this ever happened to you, my dear listener? You're going about your day, having a great time, hopefully, I would like to assume so, and you log on to your social media and you check your messages and you see that you have a new message from a long-lost friend. Maybe you haven't spoken in months, maybe you haven't spoken in years, but it's a missed connection, it's a frayed connection, it's a spark that hasn't been blown on for a very long time, and they're reaching out to you and they're saying, hey, I was just thinking about you, or... You showed up in my dreams or in my vision quest, and i just really like to reach out and see how you're doing. And in that moment, you're touched, and you feel that human connection, and you 
give them updates on your life and you ask them about their life and they give you updates on their life and you're like, oh, good. We're rebuilding the bridge. We're rebuilding the connection. We've got something bright and beautiful again. And then the curveball comes. They ask you if you're interested in buying some weight loss cream or some spinach shakes or some vitality gels or sleeping pills or uh, lassos of truth or whatever's being sold by any number of those weird pyramid scheme companies. And understand, guys, that this isn't coming from a place of resentment. I understand. We've all got the hustle. I, I respect the hustle. And if anything, I envy those of you who can be so ballsy as to <clears throat> cheapen a social encounter by turning it into shameless advertising. I really admire that. I admire the moxie, but it's a me thing. I have a deep repulsion to advertising in all of its forms. My producer, Chris, can vouch for me on this in the fact that for the first couple episodes, it took me nearly 30 minutes just to get a successful take of when to listen to the next show, where to go to the website. My brain would literally stroke itself out rather than give an advertisement to someone. On a related note, I have now become the spokesman for Cheese Watch. All products are bullshit except for Cheese Watch. Buy Cheese Watch. Are you ever hungry and want to know what time it is? Buy Cheese Watch. Thank you. That has been a public service announcement. During this spelunking into YouTube, which is just such a dangerous thing to do because... Guys, YouTube is a fucking dangerous place. Holy shit. I had no idea. I used to think that I was pretty plugged into shit for the longest time. You know, like, I went to art school. I'm a millennial. I'm plugged in. I have an iPhone. Come on, right? But I'm an elementary teacher now, and I'm seeing face-to-face the shit that the kids are into nowadays, and I can feel myself morphing into a crotchety old man on a porch throwing his cane at kids with boomboxes on their shoulders. I watched this YouTuber named, like, Guava Juice or whatever the shit do this video called the Bath Bomb Challenge because everything's a fucking challenge on YouTube for whatever reason. Like, oh, the light bulb challenge. Let's see how many light bulbs I can, like, fit in my butt or, like, whatever the shit. I don't know. That's what they do on there. But, like, this guy, the fucking Bath Bomb Challenge, he just sits in a bathtub for 24 hours. For 24 hours, he sits in a bathtub and just dumps bucket after bucket after bucket after bucket after bucket of bath bombs into this bath while acting like the biggest spaz on bath salts possible. He's just like, whoa, man, here they come. Oh, I'm guava juice. Oh, buy this shit on Target. Oh, this, oh it's overflowing. Oh, man, this is so crazy. I'm going to watch a movie. Slam that subscribe button, YouTube. And I'm watching this shit with mouth agape and my soul escaping through every hole in my body. And I see the number of subscribers this motherfucker has, the number of views that video has. Three million and a half people. Three million and a half people watch this fucking galactic chode sit in a goddamn bathtub and pour fucking bath bombs from Target while acting like a fucking chimp. I don't understand this shit. I could sit here and tell you how to turn Cheerios into fucking platinum and it would not make a dent in the national consciousness like this motherfucking gomber does. Jesus Christ, fuck YouTube. It's a fucking disgrace. It's a fucking Hieronymus Bosch jacuzzi of bullshit. I could sit here and, like, tell you, like, about every meal I had for the last two weeks. I could tell you about, like, the weather for the last week. Well, like, I play bongos in the background, and it would be more intellectually stimulating than, like, 80% of, like, what's on YouTube. So, how did I get on this track? Welcome back to the Jeb Bush Charity Drive. I am Jerry Lewis, and I am bringing you the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow while wearing this very cunning Corbin David Allball mask. All of this talk of our dear departed glorious leader and uh, those sorts of things has inspired me to resurrect an old segment. So, listeners, for the very first time, I am bringing back a segment that I have introduced in a previous episode. This is... People who are dead now. Die, die. 
And yes, that is absolutely the theme song now. Deal with it. The following people are dead now. George H.W. Bush. Stan Lee. Aretha Franklin. Vern Troyer. Burt Reynolds. Stephen Hawking. Paula Deen. And uh, for the record, listeners, that song is People Who Died by the Jim Carroll Band. Jim Carroll, also dead, for the record. And uh, while we are in the middle of resurrecting old bits, I would like to go ahead and continue a segment, which I'm sure is the reason why we all came back. This is, once again, the Corbin versus the World Gift Guide 2018, sponsored by the Sharper Image Catalog. So the first item on this week's gift guide is the Ultimate Fat Freezer. It's a non-invasive system that shapes your body by destroying and dissolving fat cells. If you need a visual, imagine that someone has strapped a giant laptop battery to your torso. You simply apply the fat freezer pads and unit onto the problem areas, thigh, waist, back, bottom, and select a 30 or 60 minute session. The cooling process decreases fat cell temperature to naturally eliminate them from the body. I don't understand how this science works exactly, listeners, but what I can only assume is that using technology taken from Mr. Freeze in the Batman universe, you are not sending me to the cooler. It actually lowers your body temperature down to zero degrees Kelvin, and the problem parts of your body actually dissolve into the air. You are killed as a side effect, but you do get rid of those problem areas. So for the low, low price of $130, you can get the ultimate fat freezer strapped to your body. It also kind of looks like a bomb. The next item on our list is perfect for the stalker in your family. It's the 12X Zoom Digital Camera Binoculars. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it correctly. We have a pair of binoculars that is also a camera. So if you've ever wanted to buy a camera that is permanently stuck in the Zoom function, you can have it for the low, low price of $200. It actually says in the ad copy, ideal for surveillance jobs. This is the most blatant pandering I have ever seen since the movie Peeping Tom was made. It also says it's ideal for bird watching, so read into that cover story however you would like. Get up close and... This is a silly thing. $200. Jesus Christ. The next item on our list is very near and dear to my heart. It is the One Touch Can Opener. Makes opening cans, bottles, and jars easy when you're so much of a simple bitch that opening a can is just too much of a task for you to handle. Also, the implication that you have gotten so far in life that you are shopping off the Sharper Image catalog, but you are still not totally able to overcome cans that you need a product for it is an amazing implication behind this. But in the ad copy, there's none of the twisting and turning required by manual can openers. We all know how difficult that is, and no sharp edges left behind. A magnetic contact keeps the lid from falling into your food. So that way, you giant simple baby, you don't just drop your fucking lid into your food, because clearly you can't do anything for yourself for the low, low price of $40, the King Baby one-touch can opener. So the last thing on this list is something that I actually want. I've been dunking on pretty much everything else on this list, but this is the first thing I've seen in the catalog where I was like, holy fuck, I kind of want this. So I'm going to give a legitimate pitch for this, guys. How do you breakfast? I barely have time for coffee. Chocolate donut? Now there's a better way. This is the all-in-one breakfast maker. For the low price of $90, you get a combination coffee maker, a griddle, and a toaster oven, all hodgepodge together like they were in David Cronenberg's The Fly. If you put a coffee maker, a griddle, and a toaster oven all together and transmitted them, they would emerge Voltron-like with all of their skills equally represented in this beautiful, beautiful 
product that is available through the Sharper Image Catalog. Here's the deal, you losers. You, when you're making your filthy level one human breakfasts, when you have to walk all the way to your coffee maker, and then walk all the way to your pans, and then walk all the way to your stupid toaster oven, you have already burned most of the calories that you were going to consume anyway. Not me. I'm an evolved level 50 human being that exists on a higher plane. I shop at the Sharper Image Catalog, and I don't move a goddamn inch when I make my breakfast. The all-in-one breakfast maker. Don't move a goddamn inch. In just five minutes, breakfast is ready. That's easy. That's quick. That's delicious. This actually is pretty cost effective because I was wondering if it would just be cheaper to go just buy all these things individually and just duct tape them all together. But it actually is pretty cost effective, except there is also an equivalent model available on the Target website for $60. So you're welcome for that. Greetings, Vilkoman. Welcome back to Corbin vs. the World. Now, I have more good news in store for those of you who listened to last week's episode and came away from it thinking, I really enjoyed that. I found that it was funny, and I enjoyed the tunes. However, I feel like he could have dunked on Drake just a little bit more. Well, never you fear, folks. I am very happy to bring forth a new segment on this show that we will never do again. It is called Drake's Notebook, in which my producer, Chris Lanfear, will read me lines either from the movie The Notebook or from Drake songs and I have to guess which is which. So let's take a brief moment, give a round of applause to my producer and the reason that this show exists, Mr. Chris Lanfear. All right, you ready? I am ready and raring to go. I got my party hat on. Let's go. If you just give tonight to me, I promise my hands are safe. Shit, this is going to be way harder than I thought. I'm I'm in a position of peril because I have seen The Notebook once, and I have listened to most Drake songs once, so I'm pretty much on even keel with this, so give me that one more time. If you just give tonight to me, I promise my hands are safe. Shit. I think it's The Notebook. Incorrect. Fuck! That is a Drake lyric. Damn it! Okay, all right, all right. Redemption, redemption round. The next line is... I can't believe that's actually a Drake lyric. This is worse than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> the next line is, if you're a bird, I'm a bird. That's gotta be the notebook, right? I say you the fucking best, you the fucking best. That is correct. Oh, thank God. I was really worried there for a second. It's like, I don't remember Drake's bird album. Put a bird on it. <laughs> Drake's, I'm a bird now. <laughs> the next line is, that's my sweetheart in there. Wherever she is, that's where my home is. Defo the notebook. I say you the fucking best. You the fucking best. Correct. Yes. Okay, hot streak. Hot streak. Here we go. Heating up. The next line is, what for? Look at us. We're already fighting. Oh, that's Defo Drake. The fightin', the fightin' tipped me off. That is incorrect. Fuck! What? No! (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to go back to jail. You gotta be shitting me. Well, you got got two so far, so you're you're two for four. Was that Ryan Gosling that said that? I believe so. Okay. Oh, my God. I have to watch The Notebook again. God damn it. Do you really? No. I I didn't think so. No. The next line is, I keep trying to die, but they won't let me. That's Drake. That is incorrect. (laughs) No, 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 really? Yep. You got me with that one. (laughs) That's not fair. (laughs) I feel... (laughs) Do you feel cheap and used? I do feel cheap and used. I feel like the subject of a Drake song right now. (laughs) You might be by the end of this. I am a Drake song. Once he hears this episode, I'm sure. Aubrey, just know I have the utmost respect for you, actually. This is all a character I play. I swear to God, please feature me in your bird album. (laughs) Your comeback, I can feel it. I can feel it coming. I can feel it in my jibs, too. The next line is... Power stance. They keep telling me don't save you. If I ignore all that advice and something isn't right, 
then who will I complain to? There's no rhyme. There's no rhythm. That has to be dialogue from a movie. Right? Please tell me I'm right. Oh, I'm bad at this. So you currently have two correct. Okay. The next line is, cry if you need to, but I can't stay to watch you. That's the wrong thing to do. That's Drake. I said you the fucking best. You the fucking that best. is correct. Yes, yes, yes. Here we go. Here we go. Heating up again. So you now have three correct. Breaking it back. Back to back. Back to back. Suck it, Meek Mill. The next line is, I realize I waited too long, but please don't move on. Notebook. Is incorrect. I'm going to fucking throw the chair I'm sitting in right now. I'm going to destroy our studio. I am so mad. I am so mad. It's it's kind of amazing how much these can overlap. I'm actually kind of shocked. I really thought like when we when we first talked about this that I was like, no, this is going to be so obvious which one is which. But I'm actually flabbergasted that there's this much dovetail. I'm fairly certain that at, after this airs, Drake is going to do a song about the note book and we will be looking for royalties i'm fairly certain that that's actually the concept behind if you're hearing this it's too late <laughs> the next line is you gotta be kidding me all this time that's what i've been missing let's do it again notebook i said you the fucking best you the fucking yes best. yes yes am i 50 50 now am i batting 500 you're batting less than 500 dicks <laughs> Mega dicks. Let's keep going. The next line is, science only goes so far, and then comes God. Okay, we're getting metaphysical now. <laughs> I, this isn't good. I wish our listeners could see the, the cogs turning on your face right now. I have not thought this hard all month, guys. You need to understand this. I'm going to have a stroke on air. Our insurance is not covered for that. That's fine. I'll weather through. I'll drink some Gatorade and rub some Robitussin in it. Drake. My face is red as Heinz ketchup. It really is. Yeah. Livid. There's actual fury. For those of you at home, we have uh, red studio panels, uh, sound dampening panels on our walls, and Corbin's face is officially blending into it now. I don't understand. Let's see if you can turn it around. All right. All right. Daily double. This one will count for two points. Why not? Fuck it. All right. Why not? We'll do it live. The line is, you don't know me, but I know me. Drake. That is Drake. That That is Drake. That is Drake. Is incorrect. I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) This is the worst idea I've ever had. Or is it the best idea you've ever had? Both can be true. (laughs) You're now creating Drake lyrics at this point. I actually am. Are you listening? (laughs) I want a writing credit. (laughs) I can replace 40. Just make sure you say it in Canadian. Poutine? There you go. There it is. Nailed it. All right. So Poutine, Justin Trudeau. So you now have four correct. I cannot fucking believe that that... I somehow hate Drake even more now. How is that possible? I We have reached the ultra instinct level of hate now. This is great. <laughs> okay. I think the thing I hate the most is that there was no softball. There was no easy. There was no, I can't quit you. I was like, no, that, oh, damn it. Tell you what, we'll do one more. All right. All right. And if you get it right, you will win the game. Okay, so now we're doing the golden snitch rule, That's where right. where I just render the rest of the rules completely irrelevant. Absolutely. This is the Thanos snap moment. Okay, great. Okay. Cool. The line is, you just tell me what you want, and I'm going to be that for you. Tell me what you want. And I'm gonna be that for you. I can feel a beat behind that deep within my chakras. It's Drake. 
That is our boy Drake. That is incorrect. I am going to burn <laughs> down the state of Colorado. <laughs> so we had 12 questions. You answered four of them correct. So this means I am not allowed to be a member of the Drake fan club or the Notebook fan club. Correct. You have been exercised and excommunicated from both. Go ahead and just burn your fan club credentials and hang your head in shame. I'm strangely validated by this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I can sleep better now. So I have that going for me. You know, there's... Damn it, I had something there, but I don't. Anyway. But I think that one tiny way that we can all collectively work to improve our universe in 2019 is if we all make the decision to stop purchasing products and frequenting businesses that insist on using the terms artisanal and handcrafted with all of their products, because they are words that mean nothing other than the fact that you are probably going to pay five extra dollars for it. And I understand that this new rule might put Whole Foods out of business, but that is a worthy sacrifice that I think most of us are willing to let go of in 2019, because it's meaningless language that doesn't help the consumer at all. When I see the words handcrafted or artisanal on a product, it better be made in a tiny sepia-toned log cabin with a roaring fire, and the product itself was made by a blind craftsman named Garth, and his apprentice, also named Garth. And if the product was not created by either Garth or Garth, then it better have been made by fucking elves. Because otherwise, you are fibbing to your customers, which is something that I cannot stand, Dazbog. Because here's the deal, Joe Bob Briggs consumer. That organic, handcrafted, artisanal, cruelty-free, gluten-free, lavender oatmeal soap that you bought from that nice little boutique for 20 fucking dollars was more likely than not assembled haphazardly by some stoner named Todd who just makes soap in his part-time job so that he has some beer money on the weekends so he can continue funding his Twitch stream. He also probably got his boogers in your soap. So, save the money, don't spend $20 on artisanal booger soap, Go to Walmart like the rest of us proles and buy the generic brand soap, save your money, and use it to go see Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse for the tenth time. You will thank yourself later. Another thing that I would love to see go away in 2019 are just ukuleles in general, mainly so that I can get them off of my social media feed. I don't understand what possesses a person to think that the thing that the world needs right now is yet another ukulele cover of a Sam Cooke song or a rap song or generally any song. Ukuleles are not cool, they're not fun, and it is not a musical flex to be seen playing one. Anytime I see you playing a ukulele on Instagram or any other equivalent social media, it tells me that you desperately want to show off musical skills, but you don't actually want to put in the time to learn a real dignified instrument like the mighty bassoon. So let's get less ukulele covers into the world and more bassoon covers out into the world. Show your originality. Show your creativity. Grow, grow, you beautiful, beautiful butterfly listener. So here's the deal, guys. I realized that my hate is singular, but this is a show that is about building bridges and making connections. So I am forming a brigade. I am forming a group. I am forming a crusade, as it were. You must join with me, viewers. We are hashtag Occupy Dazbog. We will not be trifled with. We will Occupy Dazbog. We will make them see the error of their ways. There will be iced coffee for all. Give us iced coffee or give us death. Give me convenience or give me the sword. That is the hill that I choose to die on today. We must band together as one, my holy viewership. I am declaring a fatwa, a holy crusade, on Dazbog. We must take it back for the people, for the country, for the world, here on Corbin versus the World. Greetings, welcome to the Knockout Doctor Hour. I'm going to tell you about the time I beat the piss out of Salmonella for like 20 minutes. With Muay Thai. I'm Knockout Doctor. I fuck up diseases. I'm <laughs> fuck. Ah! <laughs>
Hello, it's me, Demon King Mitch McConnell. Hello, boys and girls. Just wanted to remind you to listen to Imagine Dragons, because they're a great fucking band. That's the bit for the end. <laughs> <That's> the... <laughs> uh, don't trust that Demon King Mitch McConnell. Slam that subscribe button, YouTube! This has been a production of NoCo FM.